good people and welcome back for another amazing episode of God in Therapy with your favorite therapist, Tyra Body. And I have a special guest on today, my friend Jody. Jody, say what's up. What's up? How are you guys doing out there in social media world? All right, so today we're going to hop right in and we have a special topic. You know that this season has been about love and relationships and marriage. And so today we're going to have a special topic called love after love, mm. love after love, um, because my special guest, Jody, um, is going to bring us a different insight on those who have love, been in marriages, ended those marriages and are out here finding love. So before we dive into this great topic, Jody is going to bless us with a prayer today. All right. Lord, I just thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time that you've given us this moment to even just speak on your grace, on your goodness, yes. on your love. We appreciate you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for guiding us continually, guiding us more. Thank you for the love that you are showing us out here, even as we seek and search for love. And Father, we just thank you. Thank you for Tara. Thank you for this broadcast. We thank you, Lord, that it, it goes beyond every ear that she's thinking. It goes way beyond that. And I thank you for blessing her hands and everything that she puts her hands to in Jesus yes, name. Amen. amen. Thank you. An amazing prayer. I think I felt all of that because <laughs> we want God always in the room. And yes. so I thank you for inviting them. So when I had, before I started this podcast this season, I brought everybody in the room, different types of people in stages of their marriage, okay. people who um, were early in the marriage, people that were dating, people that, you know, had fiancés. And then I wanted to get that aspect from people who were divorced and out here seeking because you got some people that are divorced and say, I'm good for the rest of my life. That is facts. Um, that was good. <laughs> that was facts. good for the rest of my life. I don't ever want to do it again. I think I've been called to singleness. But that is not your story. Your story is that you do believe that yes. there's a possibility that God could bring it around again well it's a strong desire mm -hmm. i i want to love again yeah. i want to love i want to there is and you know it i have a lot of love to give right but i also think that um you you don't immediately feel that after you're divorced you don't immediately no. feel like i want to jump out of there because when i got divorced i was like man i'm not I'm done. Right. There, know, there's a grieving process. I don't ever want to get married right? again. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a grieving process yes. Yes. that I, I'm going to be honest with you. The marriage, marriage counselor, when I'm meeting some people and they're in the third, fourth marriage, mm -hmm. um, one of the questions I ask them is, what did you do after your divorce for grieving? Right. Because a lot of them will tell me they didn't get any counseling. Right. Because they didn't even see the divorce as a trauma. Right. Because they assume that because I wanted the divorce or didn't want it, but we went through it, it was a divorce and it's not a trauma and they don't deal with it like a trauma. So they don't get any healing. They don't go to counseling. They don't talk it through. And then they say, well, I'm going to try it again with another person. Well, you know, I felt, I felt the trauma. Yeah. I mean, even though we both wanted to be separated spiritually, if that's what you want to call it, if, if you believe in spiritualism for anyone that's watching. Most of the people on this show. Um, yeah. <laughs> I felt the breaking of the covenant. Right. And it and it and it the form it came the form that it took on was sadness and depression mm -hmm. and heaviness. Yes. Um so I will say that for a while I didn't seek counsel. I just sat in the right. sulk of it. Right. Um until I needed <laughs> until I realized I should talk to someone but it wasn't on my own vices that I realized I needed to I think that some, everybody's journey takes them to certain people right and to certain understandings that and I think some people especially Christians right think that therapy 
is not a good you know like right. well, we got jesus and jesus is everything we need <laughs> right and he's the one that says you know a wise man seeks a multitude of counsel right and he is all the great counselor and so we have tried to break that i think in this season in this era a lot of christians are realizing god does want me to get counseling he does not want me to silently suffer through trauma like divorce a lot of people do not understand that breaking of the covenant yes that divorce is trauma it is that will leave an imprint on the heart mm -hmm. imprint on the mind and if it's not dealt with you will drag it into your next relationship well so like for me um speaking yes. of dragging into i one of the feelings that i felt also one of those feelings the, of the trauma was that i felt failure mm. i felt like a failure because what this is the, the most the biggest relationship the biggest standard in your life that you have right. is when i grow up right i'm gonna get married mm -hmm. and i'm gonna have kids most of us as kids that's our thought right but to to get married and then to have your marriage fail right it's all it's it that that's heavy that's heavy and yeah. and to deal with that you know to go through that that right there is you have to go through the process of where you feel like you're a failure and work through that you know what i mean right and and trying to work through that especially if this is your first marriage you didn't know a lot of people get married and don't really even know what they need in that marriage mm -hmm. and we talked about that on the show not knowing each other's backgrounds not knowing the questions i should have asked before we got married not knowing once we got married some other questions we need to ask to gain understanding of their background your background and a lot of people leave marriages feeling like I'm a failure, but you're not a failure. It is just, right. a, just a lack of knowledge going into these marriages, especially when we're young. Yes. Not knowing that we're bringing in our parents the way they yes. did marriage. We're bringing in uh, the way they viewed marriage. Because yes. I tell a lot of women, you could be responding to your husband based upon what your mother's view of men is and that ain't even your man and your man was, is not even like right. her man and it was subconsciously planted in us it's just something you emulate what you see without even knowing and right. and it's funny you say that because a lot of us in the christian world we go to counseling and sometimes the counseling is what six weeks sometimes it's, right i feel <laughs> For like the uh -huh. right i feel like it should be more extensive than that i think i feel like there should be more investment it doesn't have to be a church counselor or your own church i feel like it should be a non-biased right i agree um, as the second counselor to a lot of people who went to their pastors and they said my pastor didn't really right have it's marriage counseling experience or a certification in that and they were just they just knew them since they were young. Right. And I and I, I I I feel like when I think about my experience, I got married at twenty three. Right. Me too. So mm -hmm. <laughs> So even even some of the advice I admit we didn't you know, like we wanted to get married because we were so in love. Right. There was a advice that says, Hey, how about you guys wait another six months? Mm. But we didn't want to take that. We were ready. Right. So sometimes we do get advice and sometimes we don't heed it. Right. Um, and not everybody ends in divorce. No. Um, some people fight through and make it through the hard times, which is what relationships are right, about right. is the highs and the lows. Um, unfortunately, it didn't occur to me that until after I was divorced, that my own family history could probably, I, 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 after I got divorced, I said, oh, my parents are divorced. And then I took a look at my mm -hmm. parents' relationship. 
it wasn't that good for most of my life. Right. So I don't think I knew or understood um, the strength of the marriage completely, even right. though we had a good marriage. Mm -hmm. It That's a complicated response <laughs> considering we got divorced. Right. Uh, but it made you, it made you just reevaluate everything. And, and you said something there because you could have, and I always tell people, it's no such thing as a bad person because right. when God said everything he made is good, yes, we're good people. That's why I always say, Hey, good people, because we're good. Yes. But we can get into these marriages with all of these other thought process from our processes from our parents training that we didn't know we were receiving. Cause when God says train up a child in the way they should go mm -hmm. there, our parents are even training us for marriage right. when we're looking at them. Mm -hmm. And I tell a lot of parents, be very careful because you don't have to tell your child how to respond in a the marriage. They're watching yours yes. and they're either going to be encouraged to be married, married by watching yours or discouraged. Yes. Even if they get into a marriage, they're still going to be um, imitating what you trained them to do. So when I'm looking at, okay, me and my spouse have conflict because we're two different people, right? You're going to always have conflict. Yes. If I saw my parents negatively deal with that conflict, fighting, arguing, gossiping about each other, not having good communication. The day I conflict with my spouse, that stuff is downloaded. Mm -hmm. What's in my memory bank is yes. going to come up. I remember every argument. Yeah. And, and, and my household was very tumultuous. Right. I don't remember my parents being ever being happy. But my dad is remarried and he's very happy. Okay. So I never saw that growing mm -hmm. up. But I feel like as even though we sometimes. OK, so we're born in we're born in pain. Right. A lot of us are raised in bad households. It doesn't mean that our end will always be a bad no. one. Um, but I I um, I'd never seen what a happy. Right. So how relationship are you going to emulate but something you, you never seen? But you know what? Not one thing about what you were saying. I feel like for people that have children and are in marriages or if you want to get married, I feel like it might be a great idea to, to not just allow our kids to see us be healthy in marriage, but I feel like it's good to talk to them about, hey, when you get married, make sure you do this. Or yes. when you get married, this is important. Or when you get, you know what I mean? Because they, should. they soak up <laughs> everything. And I feel like giving them that information or talking to them about it prior to I feel like it's just an excellent because that's one of the things I'm talking to my son about yes because I feel like the weight of divorce weighs on some families sometimes right absolutely and I and um you know it's just like even on, on his dad's side there's divorce in their family on my side right. there's divorce but divorce is just so prevalent now um but I I feel like marriage is such a great thing and it is something that I really want again but yes. only <laughs> only well, with the right and it, and it is a beautiful thing and I and I and I'm glad that you know because there's actually studies that say people who have been married are actually most likely to get married again. And it said, especially amongst men, it says men that have been married once are actually more likely to get married again. Because you know what you want. Well, they, and they see the benefits. I yes. think when people get divorced, I've never met a person that got divorced. that said there was zero benefit to it because when you are in partnership and you have that help and you have that accountability, there are good moments. It's just that when the hard moments show up, yes. people don't know how to deal with the hard moments. 
And then if you live in this fantasy land of fairy tale, you assume immediately if there's conflict, something's wrong with my marriage. My marriage is broken right. or we're broken. No, you're not. Everybody has conflict. Yeah. Everybody. And you just have to learn to talk through everything. I mean, yeah. it's easy for me to say that now that we're here and we're not in conflict. Right. But one thing I've learned, like you said, being married before is that communication is big for me. Right. And I, I was talking to a guy and he said to me, he goes, man, you're a communicator. And I was like, <laughs> there's there's no other way that I know because I don't want to assume your feelings. Right. And I don't no. I definitely don't want you to assume mine. Mm -hmm. I would want you to ask me if you don't know where I am. Did you learn that after your divorce or you feel like you were always? I learned that, that after. Yeah. Because during my marriage, when I look back, because I got married at 23. So I was a baby. Mm -hmm. um, I was very internal. I feel like I would shut off a lot. I got defensive a lot. Um, I did the woman thing that I've taught. I heard is a woman thing. If he brings up this something you do that hurts my feelings, I'll say, but what about what you right. do? Jump under the fence. Right. And, yeah. But understanding, because it hurts in the moment for someone to say, you know. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. It's, it's ugly, mm -hmm. um, but it's hurting me. But you, you and you want to say. Well, then even you if doing it, this. even if it's true, because a lot right. of times when our spouses check us, it is true. Right. But I don't want to hear that. Right. And, and so, even though it's true, can I point out something you did? Right. Too? Instead right. of sitting in that and saying you are correct. Right. <laughs> or, or just. All right. You're right. Yeah. Let's Let deal me, with that right here. Right. But give me a moment. Let me process it. I learned I've learned that I, I had to be able to take. Um, the accountability, the accountability for myself right. or just take the reality. Yeah. Of, because sometimes we create this false person of who we think we are or what we're projecting and what out we're projecting out yeah. and not what we're doing. Right. And how the other person is receiving what we're doing. Right. Because sometimes everybody loves different and everybody receives love different. Right. So uh, one of the main things for me um, about coming out of a divorce is how I make sure that I'm communicating everything so that I understand that how I do things, you're not offended, or maybe you like what I'm doing. So that right. I understand. A check -in. Right. So I understand how you're receiving my love. Are you considering this love? Is this mm -hmm. respect to you? Is this disrespectful right. to you? And so for me, it is important um, to be able to be with someone that's willing to communicate, that's willing it's an to assessment. be open. It's a to, necessary yes. assessment yes. that a lot of couples do not do. And I tell couples, you need to do it often. You need to assess right. with your spouse. Is this working for you? Is right. our relationship working? Is it something I can do better? Is it something that I'm doing to trigger you? And I'm not even aware because I don't know about your childhood traumas. Right. So I don't know that I'm triggering you. So the next level is if they say, yeah, and now you got to deal with the next <laughs> level of, oh, there is a problem uh, or, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and every relationship has its issues and some issues are harder than others. Right. Places where maybe you don't even know the answer and you got to deal with it. Um, I remember, I, I feel like there's a lot of answers you get when you've experienced being married for so long where mm -hmm. you're like, man, I know, I know that once you reach a certain, because I tell people all the time, if it's not a danger to you, you need to fight for your relationship. 
Amen. try to fix it as Amen. much as you can and as they say it is cheaper to keep her um because <laughs> i do him i do because rent is high yeah everywhere rent right is now high, um, <laughs> it's cheaper for both of y'all yes if yeah. anyone's willing to <laughs> i jokingly say i would like to get married so that i can find a uh financial partner to help <laughs> me with this hey, rent <laughs> next show because it's part of it my God, you are a financial it's, partner. it's yeah. expensive and some people get married because of the finances and and that's is that's nothing a whole wrong another... with it being a part of it because i, I do want to uh we talked about it that on one of our previous shows with the um, single um woman rebecca is mm -hmm. that it's okay to say i also want you to be a part of right. provision for me it's okay for both people to say when we're together we are supposed to do better financially yes because you are a provider yes so it's okay to say that yes. it's not the number one goal or, yes. or priority, but it's okay to be a part of your package is that I will not suffer financially as a result of connecting. But with I you. also feel like it, it should be okay for both people need to be okay both with, people. with you saying that if you're uncomfortable with a person telling you that, then maybe that relationship's not for you because these kind cause I'll tell you right now, dating and finding love after marriage in your 40s <laughs> is one of the most difficult things that I've ever had to experience in my life. Why is it difficult? Because you know some things. I'll tell you, you what. Wisdom. After I got divorced, I was like, oh, I look good. I'm going to go out of here. Course. I'm going to get somebody. I'm going to be in a relationship for Tomorrow. you. <laughs> and when I tell you that when I stepped out in this sea of dating, <laughs> the water what, was... What, what did Bex <laughs> call it? Oh God, they call it trash. Well, I, our single people just had names for it. The and other single people, they got names. Those names are valid. And they haven't even been married yet. Those names are valid. <laughs> there's something in the pool. They said it was trash. Yeah. There's yeah, something in the pool said. and it's not chlorine. It's something else. <laughs> okay. I put my water in the little sea of dating, the little pool, and it was cold. I ain't, I just did. Because you have all these unknowledgeable but, people but, out but here he, trying. Okay, so, all right. So everybody's journey is different. Yes. I got married at 23. I got divorced at 36. I didn't date as much before I got married so I didn't really know about dating right so right. I started dating in my 40s <laughs> and let me tell you I don't like it <laughs> I would I've always said I would like all of my 10 of my friends to bring out 10 of their most bad uh eligible, eligible bachelors, bachelors yeah so I can pick we one we talked about this and, I'm then, gonna, I'm gonna do a and it'll be easy I'm a mixer. but for me to just like go find someone and then I tried online dating Tara <laughs> Hold up, hold up, I got a friend stress. just met her husband on there. I got a couple of I mean, but it works now. for people. It's, it's working now. But it's like, how is it not working for me? Come on. Look at your profile. Let me take no, a look. No, trust me. Uh -huh. I did it for a while. <laughs> I am not. But you know what? It, what's funny is I did online dating for a while. I did meet some people on there. Um, okay. Nice people. Not so nice people. <laughs> uh, it comes with it. Yeah. If you're willing to do it. The, the parameters are different than when you meet someone in person. Right. Because I think when you're dating but it online. But you filter them out so yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, you know, but I when, think you're, when you're dating online, I think the expectation, a real quick blurb, is that people are dating multiple people at the same time. That's not are for me. Are they dating or, or you don't talking know. to? You don't know. Getting it, to know you, multiple people you, at the same time. I, I, and and that's, there's, a, there's a little gray line. <laughs> They're getting to know a lot of people. Because people don't like to define that. And some people are comfortable. And so it's difficult. But when you meet someone mm -hmm. um, in person, the Jody, they be dating multiple people in person. That's too. true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. But the 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 level, it's like <sighs> there's so many rules to <laughs> 
can you tell the anxiety? Hey, I'm not in it, so I can't can tell you. Can you feel you. the anxiety it, 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 that I'm going through like, right now? Social yes, media. It's not stress. It's not stress. <laughs> it's stressful. But I know some people who I, I have counseled couples who met online. And they you really know what? Did. I think on that the holy app, I you got to stay off of Christian Mingle. I see uh, a couple of folk get in, but there's a new one called Holy App. I, you know, they didn't it pay says, me to say that. It says the holy app. It's called the holy app. I would y'all. never go on it's the holy saved app. And <laughs> I doubt it. I the doubt it. Christian not going. You're not I, going. I doubt it. Because I, they, they're meeting people. I doubt it. But they filter out a lot I of the. I doubt it. Okay. I doubt fine. it. They might have a good credit check. But it don't mean your heart check is. <laughs> I was just giving you more more apps. To, I'm not to no. Try. I'm not going on it. Um, um, where you on? One okay. So <laughs> online dating is not for me only because I didn't have a lot of experience with dating, but it was very stressful and I didn't like it. It's okay. Um, yeah, and yeah. for like the online dating, the whole it, it there's like these unsaid rules that happen. So like mm. after three months. For example, then they're like, oh, okay, then you can say, am I dating? Uh, I'm still dating, seeing other people that I met online. I think I still want us to keep going forward. And I was like, Psh, after three months, that's not, that's not time. Three months online? <laughs> or just, you know, if you met somebody online, you're dating three them. Months. And then maybe you're dating and like after two or three months, they're like, well, I'm still seeing other people. I, and it's almost like, it's a lot. It's just... <laughs> God, can you, you just send you know, someone? I have, I have my philosophies. We, you're grown, like you said. You're over forty. Yes. Yeah. At three months, we need to say what we're doing, and if we're not doing anything, bye. No, we can be friends. It's, you know, and and that's okay. It's you know, I know people used to laugh at speed dating, but honestly, you need to meet someone. Let me see. If we we vibe. We don't. You know, after we had enough conversations, yes. it didn't work out. But we're still cool. I'm not going to call you a terrible person because me and you did not vibe. So I don't know what the atmosphere is right now, but it's a different time that we're living in and mm-hmm. people have options. Yeah, they do. And so even though you may not vibe, ones. even though you may vibe well with someone equally, right? we like the same things, we like each other, the person may put you on a placehold because they're other They're trying options. to see what else is So for there, example, yeah. this guy told me once, um, we were, we were, we were, we were dating and I liked him yeah. and he liked me okay. and it was kind of moving, um, in a very good direction. But then a lot of times, um, not a lot of times, but then something changed and you can mm. feel the change. Mm. And then he would talk in circles. That's when, you know, things are changing <sighs> ladies. When something changed, something's different. Yeah. Something, yeah, some, hear, either somebody's there or something's different. Um, and so he gave me like circular answers about right. different yeah. things. And then he kind of disappeared. Well, then he made a reappearance and <laughs> someone else, someone told me they always come back and it's so true. They always circle back around. They <laughs> spin the block. Work out. The other like thing. Nelly spun the block and now he's, they were like, spin <laughs> the block late. Like, well, so did you give him a chance when he spun well, the block? Um, so, so, okay. The way that everything ended, um, it was a misleading right and he didn't do it the mature way of right because he told me yeah. that he was going through some things he had just moved down here from another city um he did um physically something was going on and i was like oh okay i understand so i had reached out maybe about a month later to say hey i'm just checking on you blah 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 blah. right and then he said oh okay you know it's great nice to speak to you i was like oh okay you know i miss you i miss talking to you i miss our conversations and he was like i miss our conversations too but i want to be honest and let you know we were both on the app and um i am dating someone and he didn't make that clear when we were talking at the time he goes i did meet somebody on the app and i don't see us um, stopping anytime soon. And I was like, 
thank you for telling me. Oh, that's I appreciate that's that. Tough. And I immediately backed up. And uh-huh. in, in my mind, I go, oh, that's what happened when the change happened. Right, right, right. Someone else had come in. Fast forward three months later, this person starts coming back and texting. Yeah, because the other thing didn't work out. And so they're like, hey, mm. would you like mm-hmm. to go out and catch up? I said, sure. By this time, I've already moved on. Mm. Meaning, um, I wasn't interested in this person anymore. So mm-hmm. I sat down. And I said, sure, we can catch up. No problem. Um, because I think I had friend zone this person so it was like he would be texting me i'd be sending funny memes or blah 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 blah. it wouldn't be but i can tell he was flirting um so we went out and he was like i want to be honest with you um i was dating and um you're really great um but i just felt like um you were so good that i felt like it wasn't right it wasn't true hmm. and that's wow. one of the things that i that was a, that was like multiple times that that a guy has told me that you too good to be true jody like he told me mm. i was an enigma mm. and i had to google that word first because i yeah, thought it was rare. a disease <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie i wasn't in my uh, uh that's okay. that's don't okay. judge me that's i went okay. to school i promise um he said i was an enigma and it wasn't a disease right but i found out that it meant that i was a mystery yeah um and so um he said that I'm expecting, he goes, you're Jamaican. I'm expecting you to be, become Jamaican. You're also a black woman. I'm expecting all of this. And he's like, and he's like, you're just not being that. And he was like, I just don't, I feel like I'm waiting for you to be this person. And then for him, it was, he was like, I don't know. I just can't, I feel like I can't trust you. And I was like, this is weird. And so I was like, okay, he ghosted me, but out of whatever. Now, currently this guy I'm talking to, he said, I'll be honest with you we have such a great connection and like he just he was like I feel like I was falling for you and he was like I feel like this is there's it this wasn't real because like I just felt everything was good with you but then I met this person stupid told her about our uh our conversations and he said I feel like she started emulating what I would tell her that you were either that's, way that's really odd so I'm gonna bring it in for a second so with all this going on I know it's a long story. How are you really, I'm sorry. you know, finding, <laughs> no, finding love after love. You're still out here though. You haven't packed it in yet. You're saying, so, I'm still going to keep going. So I'll say this. I'm still out here and I'm still dating. I'm in a great place. Right. And I'm do you in- feel like God is, because even through divorce, God can still give you lessons, grow you, yes. develop you to where you may feel like, no, my next time. I know the questions to go into. Yes. I know how to handle conflict with yes. my next spouse. I know how um, to communicate better because that's what I'm hearing is you have done a lot of maturing. You've done a lot of development and you're looking for a man that has done the work as well. But that's the important part is to, you got to do the work. Right. As a friend of mine that I know has done the work and <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to, you have to work on yourself. Yes. And it's the things that you do when you're by yourself that's important. It's the, right. the, the words that you tell yourself when you're by yourself or when you tell the things that you tell yourself. You have to realize where you are. And you even have to be real with yourself. Am I ready to be in a relationship with somebody? Am I ready to invite another man? In, you know, and it's funny because when you embark into another relationship, maybe Mm -hmm. the things that you dealt with in your past relationship, why you became divorced will come up because you haven't dealt with it. Everybody's reason for being divorced isn't the same. Right. And so I'm not saying I'm out here perfect. 
I mean, I might be close to it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, if you don't put gas yourself um, up, who else? But I, but I, but I feel like finding a partner is just so essential to me. It, it is essential. But you gave the the key. The key is making sure you are ready because God will bring that connection. Yes. He will bring that connection. A lot of people feel like they have to get it. But I've met too many couples that said on a random day when I wasn't looking and doing anything, God brought that to me. They weren't on an app. They weren't doing anything. They said, I met that person. And so it is God who's looking down on us and saying, mm-hmm, I see the work. Yes. I can bring my son and my daughter to connect with them because I see this pair is going to be a kingdom couple partner with each other. And then you still get that counseling. A lot of people we'll get a degree in a minute to get a job yes. and we'll go four years on a degree to yes. get a job because we want to be good for the job so yes. we don't get fired. Yes. But we won't give two seconds of marriage counseling premarital to make sure a, a life lasting relationship called marriage is going to work. Yes. And so, you know, my premarital was six months and it still wasn't enough because right. once we got married, other stuff still came up. But if you think about it, and I don't know if it's a Western, um, philosophy mm -hmm. um of this side of the world but think about getting six months of counseling for a lifetime relationship mm -hmm. just seems very minuscule right if you look but at they it, act like it's right too much to so do to, i want to get married right now right so to to invest only six months to live forever with someone is probably gonna because it, it that's right. what makes it more difficult and i think that i admire people that take more time you right. know what i mean um and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing six months i just think that the oh that's that just the foundation that was just the foundation right. um that they gave us was prayer yes. you know prayer in the marriage and that's another episode we're going to have about how important that was they were talking about what a vow is mm. what communication is how to deal with you all's conflict yes. how to come up with your value system they could not six months is not going to go through everything we probably will ever face in a marriage yes. but they said if you put these fundamental things in place when the issues come up not if when the issues come up, this is how you two need to deal with it. You're going to always have to bring yes. it back. And a lot of people don't get that conversation uh, before they marry somebody is this is you two. How you're going to deal your value system for conflict, your mm -hmm. value system for communication. This is how you all need to set these things up the, because the storms will come. Yes. It is guaranteed. And they told us that I'm looking like what storms? They like, um, keep living. And if you didn't do that before <laughs> in your marriage, I feel like people go should, into marriage counseling. People should be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I didn't know that about myself. Oh, you know mm -hmm. what? I do do that. Or, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, it, it changes the way you look at things. But I, if I could share this and I wanted to share, um, yeah. when I, when I first embarked on our divorce, when it first happened, I was so broken. Yeah. Um, I remember the season and there's no time limit on your brokenness. No. I remember the season when I, after when we were going through the process and we had gotten divorced, the breaking was so difficult that you could have said, hey, do you want Starbucks? And I would just start crying. Yeah. I just felt like it was almost like you can touch me and I felt like tears would the just grief. come out. Yeah. It was just, it was so, so there's nothing wrong with you. You're just grieving. And I didn't know it was grief until I went to a therapist. Right. And when she told me I was flabbergasted and, and, and so like when you say it, it's not foreign to me, but it is grieving. She said, it's like the a death. death of something. It is it's the a death, death of something. something. Yeah. And by the time I'd gotten to her, Tara, she said, you're out here trying to, ride the the ocean in your lifeboat and your mm -hmm. lifeboat is so raggedy right now it's not mm -hmm. even really holding you up and that's where i was i waited till 
uh, I couldn't uh, what do you get? I couldn't sustain myself in my lifeboat. My lifeboat right. had I had gotten in the lifeboat from getting divorced, but then I stayed in my lifeboat. Right. And so she was the one that really helped me see um, that I needed to deal. And I remember one call. I just did nothing but cry. Yeah. I cried and I was like, I am so sorry. In like the first two minutes. That's good. I um, love it when my clients cry because and, get it out. Grieve. Yes. Please grieve properly. And so mm-hmm. and it, it's it's definitely a process. And then they took me through my childhood. Yes. They took to me find through, the, they took me through things that mm-hmm. weren't really relational. How did you see mm-hmm. when your do you like did your father approve of things? How did he react to you when you did something good? Mm-hmm. Did he give like so it showed up in your marriage yes. without even seeing that connection. So my dad who's a pastor, I called him and I said, "Daddy, I'm I'm in therapy." And so his initial said, well, "Why are you in therapy? You you, all, you just need to read your word. God's got you." <laughs> and I said, "You're right. He does have me." In therapy. But I had to. (laughs) He has you in therapy. I said, but to be closer to the situation, Mm -hmm. I said, but daddy, we talked about, we talked about my childhood and we had to talk about just different things that I, and immediately he got silent Mm. and he says, I hear you. He says, no problem. He said, go ahead and do that. And you know, just make sure you keep God. And and so it was more like an understanding, like we are spiritual, Mm -hmm. but we live in a very physical world. Right. And, but God is with me every day, no matter where I am. So I need to understand how to operate with my friends, with my spouse, with my kids. I need to know how to clean my kitchen. I need to know how to cook. I need to know how to walk through my door. I need to know how to go to work. Right. So even though I'm, I may be a pastor and I'm preaching to uh, a flock I need to know how to go home and and relate Indeed. to my yeah. wife. Amen. And so, and I, and even just a side note, as a minister's kid or a pastor's kid, I didn't, I didn't get the family aspect. It was just ministry. And right. I think that this is a whole nother topic, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. But it that, showed up, it, it showed up yes. for you and it had a lot of effect on you and your marriage. And, um, I just want, you know, other people to know out there, don't give, don't shame yourself, feel guilty about your divorces. A lot of this stuff, and, and you've been so good and eloquent to, to explain the connection between the trauma, the early stages, how it showed up, but you're not broken and scarred. You understood it. You can give grace to your ex, I'm sure, because you realize they had their stuff. Both of y'all walked in with stuff. Yes. And so divorce does happen. But God can still give you love after love. And I actually just love hearing you that you're out here, even though we're laughing about it, the the stuff in the pool. Yes. You are doing a great job to allow God to still bless you. Yes. And so for our viewers, before we sign off, can you give me pretty much your advice to a person that is out here? Um, they are seeking that new blessing from the Lord. Just what is their heart posture? What do you feel should be their heart posture um, in this I, season? One of the most important things is to just maintain your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, do things you want to do. Don't really focus on, oh my God, I got to find a man. Oh my God, I got to find a man. Oh my God, I got to find a man. Right. Um, because I'm dating, but it doesn't mean that this is the person I'm going to be with. Right. I'm in a great place, but it took me a while to get to that great place. Um, But I'm always constantly reminded that when I forget to spend time with God, something comes up and God's, all right, you didn't, Lord, forgive me. Right. I didn't read. I didn't, I didn't, uh, you got to fill your spirit 
even for those hard times and i know that sometimes out here as single people we Mm -hmm. want we want love we all want love and so for those nights where you're like man christmas is here i want to have my matching pajamas too (laughs) you know what i'm saying this year i'm just gonna have no pajamas we gonna be dressed up right (laughs) you know what i mean um so it's a process but always remember that you are important Mm -hmm. um and one of those things as I'm pointing this out is that I realized that I, I was I, everything that I did in my marriage, I did for my husband and I wasn't doing it for myself. Mm. I wasn't doing things. Um, I wasn't, uh, what's the word? I wasn't as important. And so right. I, in this Your season, mm-hmm. right. For my self value. And so in this season, I realized, Oh, well you need to do this for you. Oh, you need to do this. You're important too. You know yes. what I mean? Because sometimes we're so we're married. We're used to, catering to someone because that's what you're supposed to do but then now that you're single what are you doing to elevate the person that you are you know what I mean and just making sure that you're in a good space I love it I love it thank you so much Jody, for you're being welcome. on the show today I know y'all got something out of that <laughs> amen so this has been Tara Body and my friend Jody for God in Therapy y'all take care <laughs> <laughs>